Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Renewing the Center, we're answering God's call to work for the spiritual renewal of the church. For more information, visit renewingthecenter.org. We're glad to have you with us today. Now, let's make some space for God's renewing work. Today, we're going to look at a portion of Psalm 65. And this is a good one, uh, focusing on how we might better position ourselves to receive God's provision. The poet says, you visit the earth and water it, you greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water, you provide the people with grain, for so you have prepared it. You water its furrows abundantly, settling its ridges, softening it with showers, blessing its growth. You crown the year with your bounty, Your wagon tracks overflow with riches. The pastures of the wilderness overflow. The hills gird themselves with joy. The meadows clothe themselves with flocks. The valleys deck themselves with grain. They shout and sing together for joy. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. That's an easy one to say thank you for. Father, we pray that you would help us today to to hear in this poetic imagery an invitation from you. God, I pray that we would look to you and begin to trust you and receive your provision as a gift. Father, I pray that you would help those of us today who are feeling anxious about provision. God, I count myself in that number. Lord, I pray that you would help us to trust you to open up our hands to look to you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The beautiful thing about the Psalms is that sometimes they paint such a beautiful picture. It's almost like a painting with words that help us to see things in a new light. And that's one of the gifts of poetry. Uh, Poetry, uh, like uh, all art forms really at their best, are meant to help you see something that's true uh, from a different perspective. It kind of gives us a fresh way to look at something. So there's a sequencing in this poem that I want us to sit with, to kind of follow it through, to see some of what the poet is saying under the words. First, he speaks to us about rain that God visits the earth and waters the earth. And I love this picture. The picture is that when it rains, that's God visiting us. That's God coming close to humanity. And the thing that we see here at the very beginning when we think about rain is that we as humans or animals or, or farmland, that we on earth cannot initiate growth, that the power to initiate and catalyze growth does not ultimately reside within the creatures of earth even the really smart creatures of earth. The rain comes. It comes from God. The initiating power, the potential for life comes from without. And I think there's something really important for us to consider that ultimately provision in your life initiates from elsewhere. It doesn't come within you. You don't have what it takes to provide for yourself any more than a farm has what it takes to provide for itself without rain without water, without that potential for life that comes from without, we do not grow. Things do not live. And so what we see here at the very beginning is that the provision enriches the world, that it enhances life in us, that it brings things out that otherwise would lie dormant. And so how might God be inviting you to become more aware of his reign? And I'm not just talking about rain that makes your grass green outside. How might you stand in that provision of God and be aware that he is bringing life to your life? I believe the Lord would have all of us take some time to reflect. 
One of the reasons why we do this podcast is to encourage you to carve out space on a regular basis to reflect, to stop and say, God, let me notice the rain. Occasionally, when it's actually raining outside, I will go outside and just stand in it. My wife and I have um, got a rhythm of walking our dog, and um, we typically will walk the dog rain or shine. And there's something really cool about being out in a rainstorm um, for a long period of time. It puts you in a place of recognizing, I don't want to insulate myself from rain. And I think that spiritually, the Lord doesn't want us to insulate ourselves from the rain. So in my own life, uh, sometimes I actually get in the rain in order to begin to look for the spiritual rain of God in my life, to recognize that the Lord wants me to be aware of his presence and that life comes from his presence. And this requires that you be willing to move out of pure headspace. Many of us are primarily thinking things. We, we think our way through life. And that serves us really well in many respects, in many environments. But the Lord would say to you, you are not primarily a brain on a stick. Jamie Smith, a philosopher at Calvin College, a great writer, wrote a book called You Are What You Love. And in that book, he said, we are not primarily thinking things. We are not brains on a stick. Guys, we have to find spaces to allow faith and, and God's presence to get into our guts, not just our heads. The Lord wants you to be expectant. He wants me and you to be the kind of people who look for his comfort, who expect his reign, his renewing, life-giving force of life to come into our life that causes dormant things to come alive. So where are you right now aware of dormancy or dryness? Let's ask God for his reign, his renewal. But here's where the poet takes it. He goes beyond rain and he then begins to speak about a river. He speaks about a river that runs presumably right through the middle of a, of a farm. And when Jesus speaks of the river in John 7, he was speaking of the work of the Holy Spirit. And I think that the poet here, the psalmist here, um, was foreshadowing the presence of God in the person and work of the Holy Spirit that would flow right through the middle of the dry places in our lives. We're told in the Bible that the Holy Spirit is with us forever. Jesus told us that, that the Holy Spirit would be like a river running right through the dry places in your life and bringing life to places that would have otherwise been dead. Y'all, we have access to the Holy Spirit, just like if you planted crops on either side of a river, those crops would draw from the abundant, never-ceasing flow of life-giving water. That's the Holy Spirit. Guys, there's an inexhaustible resource here. God wants us to be the kinds of people who access an awareness of his presence, who are nourished by his presence. But that requires that you tend to the presence of God in your life. That means we have to carve out reflective spaces. We've got to make space to encounter God, to get out of our heads, to get out of the busyness of life, and to look for the presence of God to water us and nourish us. See, one of the most ancient prayers of the church is, Come, Holy Spirit. It's a prayer I pray every day. I would encourage you to do the same. See, we have access to the Holy Spirit, and we are able then to grow like crops would grow that are positioned by an abundant, life-giving river. Guys, the Holy Spirit is proximate to us, not remote from us. God has sent the Spirit, and we're meant to view access to the Spirit like we would view access to a river that runs right through the middle of our property. It's there, and we need to settle beside it. 
So that's where the poet takes the imagery. He actually then begins to speak of a farm, a cultivated space located right next to a river. A farm with ridges, furrows, crops planted, wagon tracks. All of this speaks to a terraced, cultivated space with great intentionality. See, the land has everything it needs. It's not lacking for sustenance and renewal. There's a river there. There's rain there that softens it. But we also see that human hands are tending the place. God wants you to tend to your life with your human hands and then trust him to do the watering that only he can do. Do you see how it's both? See, too often what Christians run into is we either think it's all about us or it's only about God. And see, God made it to where you're supposed to cultivate and he's supposed to reign. You're supposed to tend and plant and run the wagons. And he's supposed to send the softening, renewing, life-giving water through the river of the Holy Spirit and the rain that comes from God's grace and his mercy, which is new every morning. I want to encourage you to participate with God in the working of your life, to co-labor with the Holy Spirit. See, you have a part to play. Guys, we have a remarkable degree of dignity given to us as children of God. He wants us to work under his providence to live and create and tend and cultivate the kind of life that would be most fruitful and pleasing to God. So do you understand that your life is meant to be a cultivated space? It's not meant to be a wild place. It's meant to be a farm, a cultivated place located beside and near the flow of the Holy Spirit and the reign of God's mercy, which is new every morning. See, God provides the showers and the seasons and the growth and the life. He just asks you to run a wagon through the farm and plant and tend. See, we make the offering and he brings the life. You do your part, he does his part. Father, I pray for my friends and I ask for mercy. I pray, God, for your grace to come to each and every one of us, that you would help us, Lord, to receive your provision, to believe you, to work under your guidance, and to trust you for an increase of the work of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you would like to continue meditating on what you heard today, take some time to recall an idea or an image that encouraged or challenged you in this episode. When things stand out to us in God's Word, or in our lives, or in what we're reading, or in devotional talks, it often means that God is offering us His help and His guidance. When you have your idea or image in mind, carry it with you as a prayer, coming back to it in the spaces throughout your day. How does it speak to you and where you are right now? What does it say about God and what He wants for you? Speak to Him about these things. Listen for his still small voice and respond to him as simply and as honestly as you can. Thanks for listening. We look forward to having you back here again with us next time at Renewing the Center. Mm-hmm.